0: Fantasy
1: Affair, Fantasy Football. Ladies and gentlemen and my fellow Fantasy Affarians, welcome to the Fantasy Affair Football Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Manganero, here with an incredible show for you guys. We are talking trades, we are talking predictions, and as always, we're talking with my buddies, your favorite analysts and co host Matty Daddy. What's going on, dude? Talk to me what's up baby just ran rock and
0: roll today baby got the beer on ice I'm ready to roll week three in the books Danny's
1: feeling good beer on ice bang bang Maddie, daddy is always a pleasure to be with you uh Chris uh you're what the French call les encomptant le molier what's up buddy
2: hey I resemble that remark um <laughs> It's going well, man. I, I also have a uh, lateral haze IPA here from Deep Element Dallas. So kicking it back. You know, looking forward to a good podcast.
1: Ah, Well, cheers to you, buddy. I got my little local uh, wit beer. But uh, moving on Ooh. to Madman with a bat in the corner. Uh, Madman, Sean Palmright.
3: What's going on, dude? <laughs> oh, hello, my dearest friend. My dearest friends, today is a good golly jolly day. And we get to talk to each other about football week three, man. Week three, we got information. We got three weeks of games now to look at, and all the good players can make the right adjustments. Um, It's not quite enough data, but it's getting there. We get to about week four and five. There's some critical weeks for players coming up. I'm just going to keep talking about football. (laughs) Love you guys. Good to be
1: here. (laughs) absolutely man we can't wait to hear what you got going on in some of these crazy leagues and some of these trades you've been making throughout the way and even like you just said week three uh very excited to hear it and the man with the plan DJ very delicious what's going
4: on what's up man never been happier to be here uh we the lines are coming off a win anybody listen to devin the dude (laughs) any devin the dude fans out there cloud nine was all right but i'm damn near at 11 man we're getting ready to take on new orleans and all the injuries James Conner somehow healthy so I'm feeling I'm feeling fake I'm feeling lucky there you go
1: there you go uh yeah you know you're getting uh, Kenny G coming back with a good performance oh, and well, away with a w, man. so great, good for great. you <laughs> good for you uh so my fantasy affairians ladies and gentlemen uh, really quickly you know injuries happen every week I'm going to jump in and kind of fire these out for you uh just to get you acquainted if you haven't heard already Uh, Jordan Reed sprained ankle out unknown timetable as of now. Uh, Dallas Goddard fractured left ankle no surgery necessary but definitely uh, he was just placed on IR actually so going to be out for three weeks. Uh, Deshaun Jackson out with a hammy pull. Uh, Hakeem Butler signed to the team in the wake of that. Uh, Russell Gage and Deontay Johnson both with concussions. Uh, Brian Edwards an ankle sprain. John Brown calf injury. Derek Tarek Cohen out with ACL for the year. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, a shoulder issue that we're not exactly certain about, uh, still possible, plausible for uh, week four. Uh, Chris Godwin, uh, pulled hammy sandwich. Uh, this is just kind of getting out of control with the pulled hams. Uh, and then Amari Cooper pulled himself out of the game uh, once or twice and, and a little bit noticeably. So uh, that's something to monitor. As we know, Amari Cooper deals with little soft uh, tissue issues every now and then. Uh, and then that terrible uh, tackle, and, and I guess tackle is not a great word, but what was committed against Chris Carson uh, with that alligator roll. Uh, it was assault. So, uh, you know, and that was just so unfortunate and such a garbage play to watch, uh, especially after the play, after the whistle. So he's only going to be out one to two weeks uh, with a sprain in his knee, no ligament damage. So. Really glad to hear that, especially after such a, a, a terrible, a, a shitty injury, in my opinion. You know, Something that wasn't necessary and not, not to
4: his doing.
3: Um, <laughs> Fuck that guy, man. Fuck that guy who did that shit. Yeah, it's
4: a little bit of karma because if you watch the playoffs, uh, Clowney took a cheap shot at Wentz to win that game. He hit him in the bag. He went down, led with the crown of his helmet and gave him a concussion. So it sucks for Chris, but the Seahawks, he had it coming. Yeah, that's, a, that's a
1: pretty deep pull. Uh, I, I honestly was... didn't even think about that until you just said it there, Burks. But, um, you did. yeah, you know, I mean, did that. The, the Twitter sphere is just all about uh, this guy getting fined and 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 you know, possibly suspensions because uh, that's just a dirty play and you're out to injure somebody. And uh, you know, luckily, again, like I said, uh, he avoided the worst out for a couple weeks, uh, so. And Chris, uh, as you mentioned, uh, you know, COVID-19 has struck the NFL. So uh, why don't you talk to us a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, so, um, you know, we've got our our, uh, Tennessee Titans with three uh, players. Uh, I tried to find if anyone had reported who they were. Uh, I wasn't able to get that information, but five personnel also tested positive, and this was all – Uh, I I believe yesterday. And then they did the counter tests this morning to try and uh, determine if any of them were false positive. So um, the Minnesota Vikings are uh, also testing their team as of this afternoon. uh, There were no positive tests. So they played, you know, Sunday at noon. Um, It's been 48 hours. I wouldn't necessarily say that they're in the clear, but um, it looks like for the most part, a Vikings should be expected to be Uh, Okay, And um, I think one of the things that you're going to see is uh, people are talking about how, uh, oh, yeah, of course, there's a COVID situation. Of course, a COVID situation. Well, here's what I'm going to say to those people is sit down, uh, sit back and shut the fuck up and listen, because the NFL has instigated a serious and fantastic contact tracing protocol that they have implemented since before camp started. And the fact that they were able to rapidly identify all of the positives and uh, immediately suspend and shut down any interactions that could lead to further exposure means the NFL has a great plan in place. So I'm not worried yet about the season being in jeopardy. I think some people uh, honest to God, I think some people are actually happy about this. They think they, it's something for them to talk about. Uh, and and I think that's really sad. I think uh, we should be spending our time talking about football that we're so excited about. So Uh, I'm just throwing that one out there. I take this one a little personal. I don't know why, but it just really bothers me. I think the NFL gets a lot of things wrong. They have not gotten this one wrong. And so Tennessee's shut down. There's a chance that they miss uh, practicing the entire week. Uh, There's a chance that their game gets moved. uh, And if so, uh, that game would be against uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, Steelers have a week eight bye. Titans have a week seven bye. Went and looked this up. Dave Richard from CBS had a proposal that they could move the Tennessee Pittsburgh game to week seven and give the, uh, the Ravens the week seven by instead of their typical week eight by, and then move the uh, Pittsburgh Baltimore game to week eight, giving Steelers a week seven by instead of a week eight by, and basically keep the whole schedule on track. So certainly something to monitor if you're planning on <laughs> playing, uh, either Titans or Steelers players uh, this week, uh, that may not happen. Um, And if you're planning on playing any uh, Minnesota Vikings players, you've basically got, uh, I would say, a realistic another day or two until you can feel like you're out of the woods on anything there.
1: Yeah, that's a a good point to bring up, uh, especially with the moving of the game. And there has been a little uh, buzz about the game being moved to Monday night as well, Chris. So I have seen that uh you know and like you said it's been 48 hours uh they are and I completely agree with you the NFL has done an amazing job thus far in in creating a safe environment and contact tracing and being very responsible with all of this so we're going to see the adversity here uh the adversity faced here and, and see what comes of it and uh we're going to
3: figure hey, out very quickly in the next day go ahead Chris I'm sorry I, I need to say something on this oh go ahead man, man. Chris, Chris, I think you did an excellent job, my friend. I think that was very well eloquently said. The NFL has done a great job, and you very well laid that out for us. I think, number one, if you're wishing for football to not be football and we're not going to have football, I'm going to uh, do bad things to you and your unborn child. No, I shouldn't say that, but I take that back. I take that it's back. Just his, it's just his nutsack. It's I fine. That's you that's don't that. know
4: which child it is. Yeah, you could have you know wasted
3: that. Just wishing for this because – People are caring about other people, and we're banishing sports like these fucking. All right, I'm not going to get too political over this shit. All I'm telling you is fuck you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and uh, number number two, it's how do you solve this problem in our leagues? Like uh, I think it's just unfair. Like what if the game gets moved? It, I I hate this. That's that's the, really the whole uh, that's the whole thing I got to say. About this it. is if, okay, it's just as you think we're safe, but the, the NFL. Like, it it throws a wrench in it. Like, we felt so safe. We felt really safe, and then now this happens. But the NFL is doing a decent job. Hopefully, they fucking figure it out. They know they it's so important to them. It's so important to the players. And um, we just have to, to deal with it. We just have to deal to with hold, it. I don't know what to think about it. To close what you're saying
1: out, man, because I, you bring up good points, Uh, you know, worrying about what's going to happen this week in, in our rosters and in all of this when it pertains to a fantasy football aspect, uh, I, I think – this proves what Chris was saying, correct, that the NFL has been doing an amazing job and we've gotten comfortable with everything going as normal per the huge And now we're experiencing what we have almost preconditioned ourselves to, to think was going to happen as far as, you know, how many times have we had the conversations of, you know, being a COVID year, how are we going to draft? How are we going to stack our teams? Are we going to have these guys available for backups? So You know, we're going to see how it works out this week. And uh, it'll be very interesting. And we will be with you guys on our website, uh, www.ffaffair.com. That will be, uh, we'll kind of be monitoring monitoring the situation and letting you guys know what's happening with those games. uh, And if five weeks do change. So um, without any more COVID talk and the depressing nature of it, uh, we're going to move into the first segment for the show. It's Future Fortunes. Uh, we are going to predict here the number one at the position for running back and wide receiver uh, and, and tight end, just moving forward through the season, knowing what we know uh, right off the bat with running back. Uh, I'm going to list off the guys that are most probable to end up as the one or who have the chance and one of guys with? is going to come through and, and state your case and let me know who it is. So with Barkley out for the year, CMC giving up approximately four weeks. That could be, a, that could be low. Uh, could be up to eight weeks. So we're going to assume that he can't reach the, the number one. I've got a list of Zeke, Kamara, Aaron Jones, Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, uh, Derek Henry, oh, and <laughs> James Town Robinson. On that list, guys, this James list was Town. compiled between all of us. Madman, yes. I love, I love the, the Jamestown. You were the first one to bring that to me, and I'm going to carry it all the I way do. through his career. Uh, it is Jamestown for me. So um, let's go ahead with you, uh, Madman. Right off the rip, who's your number one this season running? Uh,
3: there's no question about it. There's no, there's no question in my mind that it's not close. And I overpaid for him today. I bought him today with the Mister the, the, the darling child that is Jonathan Taylor. I traded him away to get Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara will finish the RB one. It's not even fucking close. Like, there's nobody I could think of. Like, who I? It's hard for me to think of right now. You just split right off a bunch of names. Aaron Jones, I think, is pretty badass. I actually think Austin Eckler is pretty awesome. Um, Delvin Cook, maybe. Like, Zeke is Zeke. Probably is probably his best bet is maybe Zeke because that offense is going to be so good. I think you could argue Zeke, but it's Alvin Kamara. It's Alvin Kamara, man. Without without Michael Thomas, it's Alvin Kamara show. And Drew Brees, even when even Mike Thomas comes back, they're still going to use Kamara. We, we saw it last year. That high ankle injury thing is a is a fucking bitch. And he was not – Burko called it. He's like, dude, this guy's trash. He's done. No, he was just injured. He could get injured now. Who knows? Supposedly he's a soft guy. But nothing stands in his way of being number one. He's playing like he did a couple of years ago with more volume. <clears throat> I think he'll get. And they're using – like, these are my favorite kind of running backs. I could talk all night about Alvin Kamara. He's, he's the number one. <laughs>
1: I want to I mention, to speaking to Alvin Kamara's
3: softness, you know, the, the
1: epidural that he underwent this season, pre, or excuse me, in preseason. Don't have <laughs> I saw a fantastic tweet that apparently Alvin Kamara got the epidural to put the
4: Saints offense on his back and win
1: games. So, ah, that's um, great, because he did it last
4: year, too. I didn't know. Yeah, that That uh, guy's heard that and was like, am I comforted by this? You did it last yeah. year, too? Have, have you guys ever seen someone get an epidural? Uh, like yeah so
1: telly uh my fiance explained to me that an epidural is the last resort for uh for issues that kamara has been experiencing his back it is the last resort and that's that's why she was off of him no matter what even if she had the 104 and he was there she wouldn't have taken him just because of that but and maybe over time it proves to be true that he's just breaking down but the panel man that 52 yard screen that he took to the house and just bounce off of that D back and
4: and, and, and people, yeah. Yeah. he looked like a man in high school again, man. Dude, exactly. he's walking down the field, bouncing off people into the end zone, smiling with. He had his grill in Did anybody else realize that? Yeah, mouth guard and he's got jewels on his teeth. This guy has balls. <laughs> how do you put on your pants in the morning? Middle <laughs> linebackers trying to take your head off. You're like, no, put some gold, some some. Give me like 78 carats on these front four teeth. Oh, That's what I'm going to take into the end zone. So
1: He's Berkey, a good pick.
4: Is that your pick? No. <laughs>
1: so, Berkey, go right ahead. Uh, fire into why it is not Kamara. Who is it for you?
4: Uh, I'm going Ezekiel Elliott. I had him number two over Barkley in the preseason. I feel maybe it's a little bit of take lock. Uh, but what I going to get into is favorite kind of running backs, get those high leverage guys. They get a lot of work in the – not between the 20s. They get the work inside the 20s, inside the fives, and they get those dump-offs, those receiving targets. And Zeke has scored in every game. All right, he's going to get upwards of 20 carries. He could get 30 in a game, but he also gets his targets. He got 12 targets last game. Now, the Cowboys don't play a lot of defense, but he can't get game scripted out. The offense is supreme. He's not going to face a ton of – yeah, Matt, it's your team. They don't play defense, but they, they're going to score. And the line is good. Not, he's not going to face a lot of stacked boxes. He gets enough receptions. He might not be the RB1 in a given week. Last year he was never literally the one, but he is going to finish up there. And if you take the top two off, I'm going Zeke. And gotta, Zeke. And as, as much as Zeke can be chalk, there's a reason for Zeke being
1: chucked. It's, it's yeah, work. Chuck it. wins. It's, opportunity, it's offense. It's, we, we know what's going to happen, even, even through a coaching change. We know what Zeke is, what his workload is, and what his constant floor, which, you know, is, is so much safer than I – maybe not so much Kamara. I mean, Kamara's shown me so much. But, uh, you know, it, it's just such a safe floor that is, that is constantly making him an RB1 uh, that, you know, he, you of course, in, in this Let offense f- he can just go crazy.
3: Let me put a stamp on that for you. We didn't clarify, and I th- should have thought of this myself, If it's PPR, you give me Kamara 100%. When I think of Ezekiel Elliott, I feel ashamed of myself. And in half point point of PPR, it's Ezekiel Elliott. It's that close. Like, they're right there. But in full PPR, if I'm going to get six, seven catches a game, like, just give me that floor. Like, and he's going to have plenty of touchdowns. He's going to get the ball down there. But Zeke is – Zeke is fucking awesome. I'm such a Zeke supporter. I, I just wanted to say that. I feel bad for not met, just saying how awesome Zeke is. The guy's a machine, watching him run over that fucking guy, I gotta want to bring that up real quick. Watching that video of that goal line carrier when he ran over that fucking safety or whatever, dude, that was so embarrassing. It's so monstrous. He knocked that guy out cold and just ran him over. Zeke is a fucking cyborg machine monster who can't get hurt. In Dynasty, I want him more than any other running back. Yeah, what is the cliff going to be? And I, we don't, I don't know. Care. He doesn't miss a game. He doesn't oh, miss dude, a game. He doesn't score less than 15. He's always there, and you can't hurt him. He just runs no. through you, and you bounce yeah. off of him, and he just gets you five <laughs> yards. I've got Maddie Daddy stewing over here,
1: ready to chime in. He's about to explode. I get Matty, Daddy, get in give here. Us, give us it.
0: I'm pissed. I feel disrespected. This <laughs> is This is annoying. <laughs> So here we are talking, well, if it's, if it's PPR, it's Kamara. If it's non-PPR, it's Zeke, why can't we have the best of both worlds? And that's Aaron Jones. Oh, I love it. You have six touchdowns by Kamara. Guess who else has six touchdowns?
3: Love it. Five Aaron touchdowns. Jones.
0: Okay, close. Who runs <laughs> and catches passes?
3: Aaron Jones, baby. Who's
0: on the runnest, heaviest team? There is no excuse for that. Who doesn't have Devontae Adams? I mean, you can make a debate for, you know, the Cowboys with Zeke and the offense runs through him. You can make the debate for Kamara and his pass volume. But Aaron Jones does both. And through, I think he's on pace for 17 touchdowns right now. And to me, his pass volume is up from last year. And we have Devontae Adams out. I mean, to me, I feel like, once again, we're overlooking Aaron Jones here. Kamara's got his role. I don't I don't think Zeke is gonna be as big of a piece of the puzzle in Dallas this year. I don't think with that defense, you can just I, I just don't believe McCarthy's gonna run the ball. That's not his style. Give me Aaron yes. Jones
1: 100 percent Absolutely. Um, you know, these are all great points. Uh so Chris uh Frenchie, close us out. Who's your number one?
2: Uh, yeah, uh, gonna have to go here with Alvin Kamara as well. Um, I I love Zeke. I love Aaron Jones. I have m- as many shares as those as I can get. So check this out. If you guys get a chance, uh, at Sam Hoppin. That's H O P P E N. He ran. Uh, he ran some data this uh, morning to show high value touches. So these are the ones that really matter. These are goal line, uh, red zone, uh, big passes, stuff like that. Alvin Kamara at 34 high-value touches, unsurprisingly, leads the league. And not only that, but it leads the league in um, high-value touches per game at 11.3. And then it's a – what is it? He does a percentage of touches. It's almost 60% of his touches are high-value touches. So uh, however you want to do things, you want to go by look, you want to go by feel, uh, you want to go by data, Alvin Kamara passes every single one of those tests. There's some concerns about his um, uh, actual rushing on the ground. And I've heard some people go, well, yeah, but he's he's, he's still not, you know, ever going to be a lead running back, drain the clock, yada, yada. Well, you know what? Latavius Murray and Alvin Kamara both had 58 yards in the last game in week three. And Alvin Kamara did it on almost half as many touches. So uh, which one do you want? You want the guy that's the plotter who can't get any uh, touchdowns or catches? You want the guy that's just going to go bananas in every single game, as long as that ankle's good. And you know what? That ankle looks pretty good. So yeah. Alvin is my pick. And I have been toying with this. Uh, I'm not ready there yet, but <laughs> I, I think I might have Alan Kamara as my number one in Dynasty right now. So um, something to, something I'm thinking about.
1: All right. All right. So a little shake up in the Dynasty action, too, which you guys can check out uh, on the website, ffaffair.com. Uh, We've got our uh, dynasty rankings and our redraft rankings uh, so yeah pretty much across the board we've got uh, three guys right there that that are are fighting for the top and you know I didn't mention uh, Clyde edwards helaire in that list but uh, clearly I didn't need to because no none of you had him in there so uh, let's move on to wide receivers uh, you know we've got we've got Michael-
2: What's that? Can I say, can I say real quick, uh, okay. and we don't we don't need to, you know, belabor this. I think every single one of those guys has a chance at being the RB one. But uh, Nick Chubb is specifically one that I wanted to throw out there as. Um, I think we've seen three games now uh, that offensive system when it's clicking can absolutely support two top five running backs, and when it's not clicking the singular output for the running back position in the Cleveland Browns is still a top five uh, production unit. So I think if anything was to happen to either uh, Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt, you could be potentially looking at the RB1 to finish the season, if not the RB1 overall um,
3: on the year. Hey dude, from- you got wow, – well that's the fucking Ingram Camara. I call it from last year, like, coming in. Stefanski wanted to – this is why I didn't want any Browns receiver, is they're going to run the fuck out of the ball. And I said, you know it. You know, it all comes down to whether or not the Browns are good. Are the Browns good or not? I didn't want to bet on the Browns. So what? Hold it against me. is why I couldn't buy Chubb or Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> but you're damn right he's got that kind of upside. If Stefanski can, can make it work, man, and these Chubb is a badass. I think I'm going to buy Chubb instead of any other running back now just by saying his name. Cause he's so fucking sweet. He's one of the he best is. running backs. He's so good. Is.
5: Yeah. Can I mention
4: one one more? I'll be as fast as possible that I can't get through without mentioning him. Is Delvin Cook. All right? Delvin Cook, he doesn't have the receptions this year, but they'll come. They just don't throw it a lot. As the season wanes on, they're not going to want to throw it. They're going to want to run the ball between the tackles. And he broke out for 181 yards on 22 carries against Tennessee, who's got a stout front. So, I, he's not my guy, but I would not be shocked if he was the top running back.
1: Yeah, uh, and the lack of targets is concerning, but we have seen a that's jump uh, week, week one, two, week two, two as well, but, uh, you know, this past week, uh, five, but only resulting in two receptions for 18 yards. So uh, that's kind of what's going to hold him back if this continues. But again, he, we know he has that play break ability. Um, so without any further ado, moving on to the wide receiver position, we've got Michael Thomas, who's going to miss uh, a total of three weeks. Uh just about uh, with him not being able to uh, commit a full season. We've got now Godwin who's going to be out for two games uh, as we know it uh, to minimum of two, one with a concussion. And now he's got a hand issue. Uh, Devonte Adams is missing time. So we've got an open field here again at wide receiver uh, with all the injuries. I'm going to list off the names and, and we're going to run through the same process here. So we've got uh, Deandre Hopkins. We've got Devontae Adams, who still couldn't miss it because he's only going to miss this one game, most likely. Uh, Calvin Ridley, Adam Thielen, Tyreek Hill, Mike Evans, Juju Smith-Schuster, and uh, who don't I have in this list? Oh, Julio Jones uh, and Julio Jones. So let's go right to the Maddie Daddy. Uh, wide receiver one this year. Who is it?
0: Yeah, this is tough. I could make a case for Ridley. I could make a case for Hopkins. To me, it's Tyreek Hill. He's getting the PPR points. He's getting the receptions. His touchdowns are going to be there. His big plays are going to be there. I just think he's the best of both worlds, kind of like my Aaron Jones take. But when you're on that high-powered offense, I think they don't trust Clyde quite yet. They're going to make Hill a weapon, and they're going to use him every game, which, so far, so good. But uh, I'm going to go Tyreek, keep it short and sweet. I'm not huge on receivers in the first place. But to me, it seems the safest.
1: Excellent. Uh, you know, and Tyree Hill. Just, I love the point that you brought up. And PPR is still killing. Me. He's getting those targets, and then it just any single time one of those targets turn can turn into an 80 yard tug to the house. So, uh, I, I love that poll. I'm I'm in that boat as well. I'm riding with you. You know, I'm gonna move over to our resident Chiefs fan with uh, Frenchie Lemoulier. Uh, who's your number
2: one? Is it Mr. Hill or who you got? Yeah, that's really tough. Uh, you know, I, I was going back and forth on this one, guys. I, I, I don't know that I really have an answer for you, uh, but rather than take the uh, chicken out approach, just kind of looking at um, who's running the most routes per drop back and who's getting the most, you know, routes per game. Um, there's quite a few people on the list, but the one that stands out to me with a killer quarterback is actually DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I that I, I was down on him preseason. I, I, you know, I'm on record saying I think he's going to be a wide receiver too. Uh, and he has just come out and just shattered everything I thought he was not going to be able to do. So um, I, I, right now I'm, I'm thinking, I mean, he's got a real strong case for wide receiver one if he maintains health and uh, keeps getting those uh, – You know, great looks from Kyler Murray. I I don't see any reason why not. I will say for Hill, I love Hill. Um, Hill gets some bombastic uh, targets, he gets some very um, uh, worthy targets. I wouldn't say he gets peppered anywhere near DeAndre Hopkins. So, for that reason, he's a little less reliable to me. And I think his ceiling is a little (laughs) more limited, Um, which is a bummer because, you know, that's my guy. My
0: only take with Hopkins was, was the touchdowns. I didn't know I hadn't. They haven't really. He hasn't done it yet. One touchdown in three games was my concern, But I think Hill has a lot more in that department consistency with the Chiefs' offense. I mean, being tied to Patrick Mahomes.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it, in in that kind of the thing though, I mean, you're you're talking one touchdown through three games, and he's still your number three wide receiver in PPR. So if right. the touchdowns start coming, good lord, look out, you know. Uh, he's sure not, he he's sure. not running the ball. He's not doing kick returns. So in leagues where that stuff scores, guys like Tyler Lockett and Tyreek Hill are getting more points there to boost him up the, the ladder. DeAndre Hopkins isn't getting that. So I'm going to jump
1: in right here because this smells like a Julio Jones situation. Exactly. Touchdowns exactly. and, and the high yardage and targets. Uh, first, first three games, DeAndre Hopkins received 16 targets, nine targets, and 12 targets. Resulting in 151, 68, 137 yard performances. So, uh, you know, I love that point of volume, uh, volume, volume, volume uh,
3: from you, Chris. Um, Madman Hopkins. Help. Oh, I, I'm taken back. Taken back. It's funny when I first when I first thought real long and had about this question. I'm pondering mm-hmm. the wonderful receivers. Oh, there was this star boy that is Calvin Ridley. Ooh, my. Nick Foles is going to make Allen Robinson number one. Like, think about all these awesome. fun receivers. And then these two guys bring by far and away, it is no question, with the injuries to Adams and MT. Let's be clear. I'm only doing this, but I think I, there's one guy I think I still take over them. And that over Adams and MT. Not MT. I don't know, man, because if MT goes back the way it was, uh, Let me just get to the fucking point. Who am I choosing? Like, who do I <laughs> Who's your one? Who no your one knows. One? I, think the debate, I think the debate between Nuke and Tyreek is totally legit, but I'm taking Tyreek fucking Hill because I think that there's some long bombs coming here that we – like it's unfair that he gets to just stack on these 60, 70-yard plays that are going to happen. They're going to happen because That's the defense – the reason I, – I told Berkey – Berkey, I told you last year that Tyreek's value is going to jump because they're going to start using him in PPR. They didn't use him for short yardage stuff. like They just threw him the ball because the defense was so fucking terrified that they played 20 yards off of him, and he gets these five-yard dump-offs and just falls down for five yards. I love that shit in PPR. If you add that in with the big play, you're going to have a nice and You're going to have the highest ceiling. It's touchdowns. That's the final closing statement. Touchdowns! You need. That's why Adams, Adams could rival him. I wanted Adams over MT because of touchdowns. Because it's a real – I know it's the least sticky stat. If I hear one more person say it's the least sticky stat, I going to fucking fuck their fuck. It's, it doesn't matter. Touchdowns, there's certain guys, and Tyreek Hill is going to score more touchdowns than probably every other receiver. Mm, and, and, and he's going to have plenty of yardage, and he, the, the catches will be there too. So, give me time mad, to Madman
1: doing what he does best, being a madman. Um, Sounds like a bunch of cock monkeys, motherfucker. <laughs> it's,
4: it's, cock, it's cock orangutans, okay? <laughs> Be politically correct. They're orangutans, oh, they're man. of an ape like uh, species. We're going to we're gonna have to edit this out. <laughs> There's no editing. This is real life. Can I if go now? You
1: guys, if you guys could hear our pre show, uh, you would know it is as much. Much more unedited than the show right now because I'm oh, sure that well. form will make it to the show. <laughs> so, uh, Berkey, Captain Uh tell us why. Why tell your co-hosts why they're wrong? Who's your guy?
4: Oh, that's that's talk. Is now I want to go with a different guy because I'm all riled up. But he <laughs> did he did say Tyree could be the number one wide receiver, and he said that for like eight months. That's the madman. And he said if he can get those little dump-offs, he's going to be a real PPR threat in the -the over-the-top. And I told him then, like I'll tell him now, they're going to have a running back catch the ball, and and, uh, Travis Kelsey is still there. So I don't think he's the one. I don't think he'll have the most touchdowns. I'm going Hopkins.
5: I'm going –
4: he does. He does. Because I'm – who – (laughs) okay. Let's talk about Calvin Ridley for a minute, because this is my love child. I've waited three years for this. I feel so (laughs) rejuvenated. All and my and we, say, we say
1: waited three years, everyone. Like, we say, because we play Dynasty, I, I all I waited, of us, and, yes. and you waited for these guys. Yeah, so. In fact, he
4: was a sophomore in college, and I was
3: salivating. And then I finally Dude, I got go him. He was okay. okay. Dude, then he was I killing Ridley. Ridley, Ridley, yeah. Ridley is my is guy. The it's the one guy we agreed on in our Dynasty startup. We were a corner team. And we disagreed mm-hmm. on every pick, but we both looked at each other and we had. Every <laughs> it
4: came pick. down to it. It was I want DK. He was I want McLaurin. I said just stop it. We're taking Kelvin.
3: Just stop it. So I said okay, I like so Henry Ridley and fucking uh in Ridley. That's what I said. I said I both. I said I like them both. If it was me, I would probably take Terry because I still and think I would have taken DK. And we settled on Ridley. So Ridley's the number one wide
4: receiver right now. Okay, that's a, that's a leg up. That helps. Julio's out. Gage is out. He's gonna get a lot. He's gonna get pepper. Uh, Matt Ryan stormed for like 400 yards a game. The, uh, the defense can stop literally no one. Nick Foles comes in, looks like a kid uh, in high school, and is somehow dropping bombs. Like he's, it, It's ridiculous. They were ugly okay. bombs, but they still land. No, the guy's so open, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so if you're the quarterback on the other side, you've got to go to a guy. So I have a tough time not just talking Ridley up, but my guy is Hopkins, who leads the league in targets, which was our concern coming in. I think we're looking at a Godwin-like season for Ridley, and yet Godwin finished wide receiver two by, like, triple digits. And the guy that beat him out is a guy that's in a high-powered, fast-paced offense with an elite, accurate quarterback that can hit him deep, medium, and short, and is going to do it often, and that is Hopkins. So it's tough because Adams is going to score more touchdowns he's going to come raw, just rolling back. And Ridley's already got a leg up. Tyreek has got Pat. But it's Hopkins for me because there's no one else on that offense I even really, like, really want to own. It's Kyler and Hopkins. And so if, if they, can't, they can't beat the Lions, uh, I think he's going to get plenty of run. He clearly is. He's going to put up upwards of 150 yards. What if he's – just what if, right? What if he scored six touchdowns? We'd be talking about how it's a runaway. So there's a lot of season left. And I think it's I think it's Hopkins. I think he finally gets his number one wide receiver. 14, that would be 14, that
1: would 14, be 14. fantastic uh, for DeAndre Hopkins to finally get his one because you know uh, again we've we've talked about DeAndre Hopkins as one of one of the top three most talented wide receivers in the NFL, um, if not the most talented. But – and our concern, just like you mentioned, uh, Brick, was was his volume and was his target share in that offense of an air raid system with cling, with, Kiff, with Cliff Kingsbury um, and Kyler Murray. So – but what we've seen out of the three-game sample size is just targets, volume, 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 and, and that's what we need uh, for him to dominate. So he's on pace um, for – man, oh, man, uh, right about – Jeez, I think it's like 18 – uh, I'm not sure. I'll have to figure that out. I'll have to figure that figure out. But, um, you know, like I said, 151, 68, and then 137 through the first three games. Um, got 35. So
4: He's yeah. got 35 targets so far. Yeah.
3: 35, yeah, it's 35
4: targets. targets from Kyler Murray through yeah. three games. Awesome. It's insane.
3: One last thing. Okay. 14 touchdown for Tyree Kill. 14. The Kansas City – Take the Houston, They're just getting warmed up. They're going to
4: like the world. On fire. I, I don't even <laughs> care. He's still going to lose. 14, <laughs> so many, he still loses. All right. But so. the, the, our top two were Adams and MT, right? And we were debating that. And the third was Hopkins. And Adams is going to miss. He's missed a game. He's going to miss another. And MT's out for a little while, too. So how do you not? I'm very proud of the pod because I thought I was going to come out and just say chalk because it frustrates me, but it's who I think. And I'm not agreed with. And it's a beautiful thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, and again, guys, we're splitting hairs here on the number one, but it, it's it's something to consider, especially when you're talking about dynasty value as well. I think Tyree Hill takes a huge bump. Um, and I think uh, DeAndre Hopkins takes a massive bump as well, being with such a young coach, a young quarterback, and a fresh system on a new deal. So, um, and brokering his own deal, we love you, uh, Nuke, and, and keep doing what you're doing. Um, we're going to move on with our guys. Instead of going number ones, we want to kind of switch over and, and do some surprise finishes. Uh guys that that we were down on, uh, not exactly down on, but guys that are surprising us that are coming to enter a tier that we didn't believe they were in preseason and gonna gonna overall be fantasy assets to our wins this year. I wanna jump right into Maddie Daddy. Uh Maddie Daddy, who's your surprise finish for 2020?
0: Uh that would be Will Vincent Fuller, the wide receiver for the Houston Texans, sir. Often injured, but often good. Brian, did you know
1: Will Fuller was a Aries? Uh, I, I, I'm assuming you're talking about Zodiac? Yes.
0: No, oh, I you know who else
1: is an Aries. Natty Daddy?
0: That's right, baby. <laughs> uh, this guys he's got the ultimate opportunity. He's cheap, uh, and I think he's a high-end wide receiver, too. I might be freaking out a little bit. But I'm still on the Will Fuller train. When everybody else gets off, the daddy gets back in. Will Fuller's my locked and loaded wide receiver, too. Uh, He's a surprise, but he's not. I'm just excited. Okay, one more surprise. Leonard Fournette in the split backfield in Tampa. Berkey, a couple episodes ago, got me all hot and bothered thinking about a top five finish. And so far, they've used Rojo in the passing game, the running game. It's just a shit show of a backfield, and uh, that's a surprise for me. But moving on,
1: right? Uh, so a couple of uh, polls there: Leonard Fournette and uh, and our boy uh, Will Fuller, who's managed to uh, get some targets. And <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> the first game: uh, ten targets, eight receptions, one hundred twelve yards. Um, and then five targets, four receptions for 54 yards uh, in the third game. So uh, obviously a little nicked up in the second one, but uh, Will Fuller moving forward is someone that Matty Daddy is interested in and uh, clenching to finish above his uh, preseason projection. Uh, Chris, why don't you parlay uh, your surprise finishing here for us?
2: I mean, it, t- to me, it's got to be James Robinson, right? I mean, I I actually owned him in several leagues. Uh, and the day before Fournette got cut, I had to make some roster decisions. And, um, you know, it's the end of camp. And I'm looking through my rosters and going, well, <laughs> I'm not going to hold the RB4, RB5 for the freaking Jaguars. You know, like no one needs that guy. And then the very next day, uh, Fournette gets cut and everyone's putting waiver bids in. And I'm thinking, eh, it's not, you know, not that big of a deal. But sure enough, he got picked up in every league where I dropped him. And uh, I've actually faced him twice now and I'm getting really tired of that. Uh, This guy's very good. And uh, he's definitely going to be one of my surprise finishes. I think even if he finishes like, you know, middle or high RB2, for what you paid for him, uh, it's just unbelievable return. So, Right, and those are those
1: are what we define um, as an industry as league winners for sure. So, um, you know, and, and that sounds almost like because of your shares of him uh, previous to the season starting that he could be a uh, baby comeback candidate, which we'll get onto a little bit later in the show. here. Uh, so, sure, sure. I'm sure I'm sure I'll, you've got another guy lined
4: up for us.
2: Well, I'll I'll give you another another surprise. Uh, not not totally a surprise for for me. Um, we, we kicked his name around a little while back. I don't know if you guys recall, but Mo Alley Cox, the uh, former basketball player that everyone said, nah, nah, nah to, um, we're looking at, uh, three games in the season. And I know it's, you know, it's a little early, but, uh, he was getting sizable snap share in week one. Um, Jack Doyle's out in week two. And obviously he has that, you know, five, uh, five catches, six targets, 111 yards. Well, Jack Doyle was active last week. and I know it's the Jets, right? But uh, Molyne Cox still goes out and does uh, three for three 50 yards and gets his first touchdown. Um, I think this guy's worth looking at. He's huge. He's got everything you'd be looking for in uh, a tight end from a size, height, speed perspective. He has the hands. um, uh, In the same way, a lot of people are going to talk about Logan Thomas. Um, Molyne Cox has come – you know, sort of roundabout way to being a tight end as well uh, and is very athletic. So uh, I think this one's going to surprise a lot of folks. I think he has a good chance of sticking as a tight end one, maybe even a top uh, six tight end by end of season. And um, he's still on so many waiver wires. He could all fall off, but he's a guy to watch for a surprise finish.
1: Mm, Yeah. Mo Alley Cox coming on strong as he is a massive human being six foot four, 262 pounds. Um, Mm. And he has just benefited so massively from Philip Rivers. It's Philip Rivers. Like it, we know this. This is history. This is stuff we can track. Philip Rivers loves tight ends, big tight ends that can catch the ball. So why can't it be Mo Alley Cox? Especially when Jack Doyle is just nothing of a specimen that Mo Alley Cox is and can't stay on the field. So um, I love that poll. I love Mo Ali Cox, um, and I do believe in a, in a surprise finish from him. Um, in such an ever-changing uh, uh, tight end spectrum in the game, except for uh, Travis and Kelsey, who is the, the godfather of, for now and always, <laughs> the tight end position. It yeah. doesn't matter. He's he's he is winning, 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 winning. Um, before I get more into Kelsey, uh, let's go ahead over to the Madman. Madman, uh, who's your surprise finish?
3: Hey, guys, welcome to the hood. Did you see the cop lights? Did you see the choppers? Did you see the cherry cop? Someone got pulled over. I should have videotaped it. Um, and uh, so, yeah, let's get back to football. There's so many lovely surprises. I got two guys on my mind that I can't get off of that I've been trading for all week. Two guys in particular that I have now on over half my teams. And I'm, I'm very excited about partner. I like to call it Instead of owning guys, we got to change the vernacular. We got to say uh, it's a partnership. I got partnerships with these guys. Yeah. I got uh, Deontay Johnson and Robbie Anderson. I'm my new two love childs. I want all of the I shares. Love I, I love that, I love that. The prices that I can get them for, people are still a little unsure about Deontay. You gotta mm-hmm. check in. And you just go ahead and just offer the, I offered a first and a bunch of other crap for him and it worked. Like you can just throw some, throw, just keep negotiating, give up something. Cause this guy's got the mold of a one. He's got the mold of a fucking low-end one, maybe even a high-end one if the touchdowns come. But those kind of targets share and what's going on with him, the, the concussion is horrible as it is. I hope the young man is quite all right. I wish for his help. Speedy recovery and a shout-out to his family and some prayers and love for Mr. Uh, Deontay Johnson. It might be a viral best- opportunity for you. Deontay, Deontay, certain- John- Deontay
2: Johnson? Go ahead, man.
3: Nine- I want to finish real quick and just, I have to, The Johnson's very obvious. It's not like I'm a fucking genius or anything. Everyone's getting, becoming aware of it. If you know what's going on, <laughs> yeah. but the guy that I want to talk about that, I guy that I'm dying on the Hill. I decided that I'm going to die on this Hill and I bought him everywhere. Bought him again, just before this podcast is, he's, he's my most Robbie fucking Anderson. Robbie Anderson is a solid flex wide receiver too. And last game showed it to me. He had like, I think last game will be one of his worst games of the year. And he put up 10 points. You still got five for 50 in bad in a bad game. That's fine. I don't care if you get 15 or 10, it doesn't matter as long as you don't kill me and you give me the opportunity to give me those. He's number eight right now in PPR. I know it's only three games, but the target share is there. They're, they're mixing the ball around. I'm still buying DJ Moore. DJ Moore's is a huge discount too, because that offense is like I said, from the beginning, the only, the only reason I'm wrong about Teddy is because there's not the touchdowns aren't coming and he's struggling in the red zone. That's why I'm off on Teddy. If that changes, then Teddy's going to be a monster. Teddy's going to have tons of yards all year, and those yards are going to have to go to somewhere, and they're going to go to the running back, Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel occasionally.
1: Oh, I'm, and, I'm super uh, excited that you brought that up, though, just to mention DJ Moore because he's on a lot
3: of people's minds. It's, what the hell do
1: we do? Do we panic? Is Robbie Anderson the one. But I love that you bring him up, and I love that you mentioned Teddy Bridgewater. You know, this they're, they're, is an evolving team. They just got together. This is a new system give them some more time to gel because the targets are there for both of these guys. And I love Robbie Anderson um, as a pull there, man, man. That's, um, that's, that's, he's, he is going to be a phenomenal surprise finish because he was going undrafted in a big majority of redraft leagues. So, um, and and being sold away for pennies on the dollar uh, just when he went over to uh, Carolina uh, this, this off season. So, um, that's a great poll. That's a great return on value for for uh, sticking with a guy
3: and, and fouling a system like that. Um, Adam Gase, baby. Let me close it with one last thought. Remember, whenever someone says anything bad about Robbie Anderson, just say Adam Gase. Okay. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. Most it's like the proof the, the pudding, baby. He just got out of Gase's grip. He even flashed like hell in New York, dude. He had some hot streaks in New York where he was tearing it up. Yeah. For like five, for five, six weeks at a time, just killing the league. Burning everybody. So Adam
1: Gase continuing his legacy of destroying actual NFL talent for all of our fantasy teams. Um, DJ Burke Malicious, finish us out on your surprise finish.
4: Yeah, this is great, man. I just, I just want to give a shout out. So, first off, when our first pod we did, it didn't actually get published, but we did our rankings, which you can find on ffaffair.com. <laughs> and I loved the pod because I had so many good calls, but I had some bad ones. And I picked Jack Doyle to be like tight end 12. Okay, it's not really that relevant, but he's relevant enough. And Chris said, "Are you worried about Mo Ali Cox?" And I said, "No, because I don't think he can get down the field. I don't think the, the giant tower can move. The man can move. He's got soft enough hands, and everybody's going to benefit from Phil. That was my point on Doyle. so if he gets sur- uh, surpassed, Mo is a, he's a threat. Okay, that is surprising. And then for for uh, the Madman and Matt, I just need to know because I love Fuller and I love Robbie Anderson and who you got Madman? You got Robbie or Fuller?
3: Oh my God, dude! I'd sell you a turd. Before. I I would take a turd for Fuller. Oh my God, that's jerky. ridiculous!
5: This. Hold, I, hold, I, hold on, hold I on. Love this, this, no, because
4: this, this. you can't go on too long of a rant because it's my
3: minute, and he and he gets to talk too. I just I need to go Fuller turd. Matty, you're fucking nuts. Matt, Matt, Fuller or Robbie Anderson. <laughs> fuller or Robbie Anderson, Matty, Daddy.
4: You're on mute. Oh, Matt. Well, I'm team Fuller. Oh You know I
5: am wide receiver too. Dude, Four
0: without play. question, man. Don't even fucking I just I mean, he's getting touchdowns. But Board DJ back. Moore, I think, is ninth in receiving yards. It's going to come. Uh, just don't get too hyped up on Robbie. Oh, Rob and Rob is good, but Rob. one option, and that's Will Fuller. Oh, I'm
4: Matt. Robbie, it's Robbie. Robbie? I don't know if he's cheaper. Just stop because it's my minute. I don't know if he's cheaper, but I'm Matt all the way. Fuller can win that job. Uh, I think week one oh. was for real. I think Robbie is not for real. It's a fun-ass conversation. They're both on my list, so I had to give you a shout-out. And Mo caught me off guard because uh, I was just just wrong. Uh, But my my surprise is Josh Allen. Josh Allen, I think he'll finish with 550 pass attempts or more, and I think he'll finish top five, and I feel pretty secure in that. Uh, The guy is, like, fifth in rushing, sixth in rushing. He's second in fantasy points at this point. He's got ten touchdowns. They're letting him cook. It's so weird to watch. They don't have, like, a closeout grinding, running back, Zach Moss has a toe thing. Those kind of linger. Who knows? But I wouldn't be shocked if Josh Allen was the leading rusher and threw for upwards of 30 touchdowns. He hasn't been throwing a lot of picks. Apparently, Stephon Diggs fixes the fact that he's inaccurate because all his wide receivers were a little short. Okay, They get open, but they don't get real open. They're a little short. They put a lot of pressure on him, and so Josh Allen is surprising me this year. I wouldn't be shocked. I'd be shocked if he was number one, but I think he's top five for sure. And I thought he might be out of the league. I was questioning him coming in, like, does this guy even belong out of Montana? He wasn't even good in college. And then I guess they made the playoffs, but the division sucks. But if he's going to be good, that helps him. You get to play Miami twice. You get to play the Jets twice. That's going to help him a lot.
1: Yeah, I, there, it, you, you can't go with a surprise finish without talking about Josh Allen uh, because it, it was chalk year-round. It was Mahomes-Jackson, Jackson-Mahomes, 1-2. Uh, and then Dak or Wilson, and you know Kyler, Josh Allen yes. lost, and Kyler Murray, right? So you know Josh Allen got relegated to the well. He's a quarterback six through twelve, and we really don't care about them. But like you just said, he's the number two scoring fantasy player in like this year and through three games. Uh, granted, playing Miami and and New York, uh, bingo, yes <laughs> once, right, right, which is a huge gets to play But guess him what? Again. He gets, he gets to play them both again to Berkey's yeah. point. So, you know, we have to bake that into the car or bake that into what he is now. And, and I, I, I couldn't agree more. What a, what a surprise start. And I believe to be a surprise finish from Josh Allen. Finishing as a top three quarterback is, is 1 million percent in the realm of mm-hmm.
4: possibilities. And,
1: if, uh,
2: if, if I may, if I may. Reggie, mm-hmm. hit
4: us. Are you, you going to agree please? with me or not?
2: Well, hold on. The argument, <laughs> the argument against Josh Allen was never fantasy-related for anyone who's doing their homework. It was about his longevity because he is still not a good quarterback. Despite the numbers he's putting up, he's still not Ugh, a good quarterback.
4: That's what I'm saying well, is I'm shocked how good he looks. But hold, on, well, hold, on, hold on. Are you watching he the looks, game? Yes, and he looks like a real quarterback. He does. But he plays for the, but he plays for the Bills. So, is is going, people talked about how Sam Darnold looked good and the dude was just chasing ghosts. He looked like trash. Is Drew Block got love. He looks like trash. They look is like he, trash. Josh Allen looks like he belongs.
2: I can give you a, a little highlight reel of all the times that he just massively overthrows in the end zone. But look, let's that's that's not, not a not the point. Let's think about this though. So you're saying he gets to play the Jets in Miami again. You're absolutely correct. Here's the deal: he plays the Jets in week seven and he plays Miami in week 17. So let's go ahead and throw that one out. What you're talking about is he gets to play the Jets again and then the second half of his schedule, okay? Starting with week eight, if you'd like, New England, Seattle at Arizona by week, Los Angeles.
1: Yeah, we want to play brothers. Seattle,
4: though. Don't we want Josh? I want to, to play Seattle. Seattle. I want to play Arizona. Hold I want on, to play Kansas on. City. I want to play the you,
2: you want to play uh, Arizona? I mean, they, they I want to play Arizona. Football, but, uh, Chargers at, at San Francisco, <laughs> Pittsburgh, at Denver, and then in your championship uh, at New England. New England.
4: Okay? New England. That one's whoa, whoa. tough. That one's whoa. tough.
2: If you like Josh Allen, that's okay. If you want to believe in Josh Allen, that's okay. What we're here to do is give people fantasy advice. And what I'm going to say is ride this motherfucker until the end of week seven and sell his ass. If well, that's you want a solid him, point. If you want to hold him through there, that's fine. You live your life. Me, I'm dumping him. I'm moving to somebody who's actually – Hold up. Hey, but my
4: point was I thought – out of the league and so when i start talking about his schedule his division it's because he's going to stay in the league they're going to make the playoffs they're going to pay him next year he gets to play him four times a year it's yeah. a good situation that's why he's surprised I, gotta, me. I thought he was dead
1: I thought he was i've got to get the madman in before something blows up
3: <laughs> um, i'm gonna do it on air right now I'm about the trade i'm about to trade lamar for josh allen no, no. you better no. get a
4: wristy. Where's where's really Maddie, Maddie, daddy, Maddie, <laughs>
0: daddy, hit us, please. Uh, oh, mine was gosh. trade related. I just figured a long time caller, first time guest. If you yeah. were the Josh Allen owner in <laughs> dynasty,
4: would you sell him in a second for Carson Wentz and two firsts? You want to hear what I just saw go down? Literally, he offered it to me for Lamar and then offered it for Josh Allen. It's Carson Wentz, 22, <laughs> two 2022 firsts and a 2023 first for the worst teams and Carson Wentz for Josh Allen that literally wow. just went down. He offered it for no. Lamar. I said, I can't do it. He offered it for Josh, and that dude instantly accepted. So there are – now, that's gross, but there are me. people out there Bye. Now, granted, as gross Holy as it is, hell. Carson
0: Wentz scored
4: 25
0: points last week.
4: Yeah, looks bad. I guess I'm not <laughs> off Wentz yet. <laughs> I'm just not <knocked laughs> that hard on Allen, but he surprised me. And <laughs> it's, if you can sell that high or anywhere close, you do
3: it. But I'm happy about right, it. All right, can I get to answer my question now? What was my answer? What was the question? Hey, Josh Allen or fucking what was it Josh Allen good or you not? brought it you no, there was no
1: question you were just <laughs> gonna blow you up brought something about questions. Josh
3: Allen <laughs> <He's not that laughs> for Lamar Jackson you did that <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> I was looking for the guy I sent him a message I was oh, working a deal oh, always right. working so, a deal I,
1: we need, to, we need to do this because we are going to get to. Actually, you know what? Let's just roll right into yeah. it. Let's, to, yeah. let's go right to quid pro quo. This for that. What are we trading? What have we traded? And, and what have we gotten in return? And, you know, I'm not going to count Madman's instant Josh Allen for Lamar Jackson. Hey, uh, he's going to squeeze
4: something. He'll get Keenan Allen thrown in. So he's a beast. But speaking of making a deal. <laughs> What? What's happening? Speaking of making a deal, what, what, you got two off the top of the uh, on the top of the page here. What are your two most recent oh, deals, deal? dude? I, got, I need like a fucking novella. No, I need you a get ten ten. So,
1: Eclipse on. Madman. Mad let me just let me just let me just intro our guests here to the Madman. Um, the Madman has made twenty five trades in through three weeks. Um, three and, weeks. One week. One week, sorry. 25 trades this week, yes. And that's not I an exaggeration. Can it. So, I can prove so it. Madman is a madman because – and he is trading. And he is trading all the time in, in, in unique ways and, and what, what he's introduced to us as dummy trades. And um, there are just so many different facets of the game that, that Madman is, is, is getting his guys and, and going after them. So, I, Madman, I, you're going to hit us
3: with two – of your three and you're this for that so two okay I, i'm just. it's good because i picked these two the, the one i put on the sheet i'm buying studs right now i'm buying the guys no matter what it costs that are going to be top five running backs no question without injury that they could even be the number one running back we've talked about the different guys that can be uh to be top the number and, one and I'm right off the guys are buying tomorrow. those are the guys i'm buying so i bought camara as we talked about him earlier, I spent JT. I gave up the the love child of everybody. And that's the beauty of owning a guy like that as a rookie. Is everybody and wants him
1: for, for context and quickly, I'm Matt? are we talking about a
3: redraft or dynasty full PPR or standard league? What do we got? I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that up because it pertains to both of my trades. It's very, very, very. This is why I ask those questions. Is it full PPR or half PPR? It matters. Big play guys, guys that score touchdowns, are worth way more. DeAndre Hopkins last year in half-point PPR sucked. In PPR, he was awesome. There's a big fucking difference in the way that guys score points. This is why I bring it up all the time. So what was my – oh, this trade, both of these trades were half-point PPR. And you only have two flexes. My other leagues are much bigger where you have – not much bigger. They have an extra flex and they're super flex. So Uh, you're uh, T E premium So this league is just – two. One quarterback, two, uh, two receiver, two running back, two flex, one tight end. That's dynasty your or redraft? Dynasty, both dynasty trades. Okay. Um, um, and so studs win. Studs, it's just like – it's almost – it's a little bit more of a version. It's not a 10-man league, but you still got – studs are way more important in this format. So I end up trading JT, uh, DJ Chark, and Preston Williams for Kamara. That was one trade I did today. Um, and then my other trade to trade for another stud, which I got so fucking lucky. This is one of the luckiest trades I've done in a long time. After this went through, I did the happiest dance of my happiest life. I traded, I sold on Calvin Ridley. I sold high. I knew I was going to sell one of my shares. I still have to hold on to one of them. Cause I just, I do think like Berkey guy's the, the limit, but right now it can't get much better. The way that people value him, you can't get much better. So people will pay stupid things for him. And I got this guy. I, when people asked about him, because everybody asked about him, every single person asked about him, everybody asked about him. And I'm like, dude, the price is too high. You're not going to want to hear it. And this guy was stupid enough to hear the price. So I made him pay Clyde edwards Alaire. I made him give me Deontay Johnson and Clyde edwards Alaire for Ridley and David Ro- or uh, J- Miss Jamestown for Mr. Jamestown. Town. James so I Ridley. Jamestown and Ridley for Clyde, and Deontay Johnson. Fucking. Dunk city Clyde. That the is real a deal. dynasty,
4: right? That's a dynasty, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Clyde's the real fucking deal guys. I don't know if you've been watching him. He's pretty fucking good. He's going to last. He's built, he's built to play the game. And they're, 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 they're giving him the most important touches and that's what matters the the receptions have come like now that the receptions are there. It's like, what the fuck else do I have to worry about with Clyde? Give me a break.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a pretty good haul. I'm not going to lie. Uh, you know, Janestown who we love, uh, but still is in question. Who knows what that team is going to be next year when we're talking dynasty um, and, and Clyde uh, or excuse me. And, and Calvin Ridley, who we know, um, you know, where his, where his trajectory is, but, but Clyde Edwards Hilaire we, we haven't even scratched the surface and we already know he's going to be uh, a, a running back one this year. Like if if consistency stays key. So um, I love that poll. Uh, Deontay Johnson, if he stays the route, he can, he's, he honestly is looking like an AB to me. He looks like AB out there. He moves like AB and he, he runs his routes through the center of the seams. Uh, I, I love it. I love that poll. Um, so, and if you guys, you guys listening, my, my fantasy of variants, um, madman is, is going to be able to walk you through trades and, and really, really, really kind of navigate your teams. Um, for for lining up those superstars uh and those tier one guys that that you always want to rock for so um take a look at the website uh check out some of the trades we're going to be actually implementing next week uh excuse me not next week i don't want to jump the jump the gun on this but uh upcoming soon here we're going to be having a trade tracker we'll be tracking all of our trades through all of our leagues um, especially our fantasy affairs staff league uh, and, and just kind of keeping you up on, on who we're on and, and what we're selling to give them. So um, continuing forth a little quid pro quo. Um, Berkey Berklish, uh, what do you got going on uh, from week one? Or from week one and on for trade? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Go. go. Give me just it's one nice. second. Just to, just to put a bow on what I was trying to say and to give myself a plug for once in my goddamn life. My my uh my own recording, my own pod—I don't even call it a podcast. I guess you can call it a podcast—is all about my trade. My it seems like that's why I call myself the fucking madman. Um, the trading. God damn it! I lost my whole fucking train of thought. It's like trying to explain the truth of existence. It, i just can't do it. Um, I had a, I had a really good goal in mind. I interrupted you for no reason, and right. You want to hear
4: the key of life? Here's the, here's the truth in life. Please you get money. Buy beer, drink beer, nap. That's it. That's what life is about, guys. We have kids. We love our kids. We got wives. We love our wives. I just, I just need some cold beer, and a nap. Okay, that's why I go to work. Cold beer and a nap, baby. <laughs> cold beer and a nap. Or is it my turn? You can jump in whenever you get your thought, Sean. Whenever you get it, you jump in. So this is the weakness. This is the weakness in my game. Oh, no,
3: no, no. Hey, I had it. I finished. I got it. Oh. I got. it. <laughs> okay, go. <laughs> The reason – you have to understand the – the my life circumstances is what makes – is part of it. I'm always going to love this game. I'm always going to fucking hit the phones hard. But my son just went back to school, and I'm looking for a job right now. I'm at home all by my fucking self and my wife at times. I am just hitting the phones. There's a reason when I make 25 trades. You have to have no life. You have to have no fucking life. I am talking – some of these trades took like a day and a half to like negotiate. So I'm trying to lay it out. Well, how it happens. I don't just, all my host, my whole show is just about how to trade and go about it. Cause sending out cold offers is just, you'll never be good. You got to learn. Plug, plug yourself. Yeah, where can
1: people find your show
3: at? Uh, just go to, you go to Spotify is the main one. <clears throat> go to Spotify dynasty madman. Just search dynasty madman on any, anywhere you get your podcast, search dynasty madman.
1: Yeah. And if you guys, uh, you know, give him a follow, give the madman a follow, give him a listen because honestly, the madman unleashes uh, when he is in his own domain and, and getting after it. Uh, love, love, love to hear all of his trade takes and stuff. So um, please check him out, uh, Fantasy Madman, um, on any of your uh, podcast formats. Turkey. Um, so you know, talk to us about a little quid pro quo.
4: Okay, I'm going to be quick because I want to hear a lot from Matt and Chris, and they got a lot to offer. And this is definitely the weak point in my game. Uh, I I, uh, was seeking out, Sean, for this kind of advice because in-season trades is where I have a tough time. I try and be patient. You can't always sell high. You can't always buy low. you got to find this medium ground. I got one redraft trade. It was was right after week one. I traded Jark for Leonard. Uh, Fournette and uh, Deontay Johnson and I'm happy with it I thought Fournette was going to pop and he didn't but Deontay did but that was kind of luck and so I focus on dynasty right when you're only three you're going to have to find a rebuild so I'm sitting on a team with Godwin and Wentz and Tua and I'm just struggling I got Clyde and Dobbins as my running backs it's it's a build so I was able to sell Joshua Kelly for a first and a second A First is probably his value. You need something thrown in. I asked for the second because this guy thinks his team is good, but I don't. And so you want to aim for those teams that are overconfident, want to sell their picks, but aren't actually going to finish bottom. Uh, He had five people go on IR this week. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. In the same league, because I went into rebuild, I sold Gallup for my own second back, which I sold during the rookie draft to get Preston Williams. Um. So I like that because it's probably the 202, 203, just because my team sucks. And it's not a position that you want to be in. But if, if you are in those positions, don't freak out, okay? Don't freak out. And if you're in a redraft and you're not good at trading in season, that's okay, too. I win plenty of championships, and it is without question my weak point. It is, it is my weak point. You can win during the draft. You say you can't. But if you hit the waivers hard enough, you can. And not everybody can turn duds into studs, man. It's a long game. You got to have a lot of time. But if you want somebody that can give you advice, that is the madman, Sean Palmoy, And you can find him on our website. If you don't want to look that up on Spotify, there is a link. You go to podcast, you scroll down. You also feel, find Matt, which is uh, the Maddie Daddy. That's very valuable information. Both of those links are on the website. So those are the two that I've done. Uh, I don't do a whole lot. I do a whole bunch of ticky tacky things that don't deserve a lot of love and, until six months pass by and I feel good. But yeah, that's where yeah, I'm sitting. Yeah.
1: it's fantastic and you know uh, this is this is how this group has come together uh for all of our fantasy Afarians out there uh you know we just we're just committed dedicated guys who uh you know it it, it seems that all uh, everyone has had their own individual podcasts or individual projects or individual uh stat sheets you know we're talking to frenchie before the show and and, and coming up some amazing stat sheets and and um excel spreadsheets just You know, we're just hard at work um, at Fantasy Affairs, um, and and we're really, really, really grinding. So um, we we thank you all uh, very much for for tuning in and listening um, and checking out the website and listening. uh, Give uh, Madman and Maddie Daddy a listen and check out some of the stuff that um, Chris uh, Lemelier is offering on Twitter Um, because it's very valuable stuff
4: do it i got a lot i got a lot to give i got a lot of intake you always want to get more information and the three of them give you something quality so absolutely do we we build off of each other
1: uh as our own little community and we listen to you guys uh we listen to our fellow experts we listen to uh the community on twitter please reach out to us at ffaffair um reach out to us ask us your questions and we'll get back to you for sure Um, Maddie, daddy, moving to you, uh, talk to me about some quid pro quo. Uh,
0: yeah, it's been a process, but I'm just kind of trying to deepen my bench, but at the same time, you know, not just have two stud RBs or not just be three deep at receiver. So I've just been trying to work on my comfort level with my third RB. I started off with Dobbins, went to Gurley and ended on Mixon. um, That helped me for the fact that I had wide receiver depth. And I was – before this or going into this week, I had Terry on my bench, Terry McLaurin, which is a nice problem to have, having, you know, Diggs, Godwin, A-Rob, guys like that. But my plan was to to give away a good receiver to get a stud RB, at least in the dynasty format, full PPR. Somebody who had a locked-in workload was kind of underperforming. So Dobbins kind of scared me because I don't know what his future is. Gurley scared me because I don't know what his future is. Mixon doesn't scare me. So I downgraded. The trade was I received Mixon and Jamison Crowder for Allen Robinson and Todd Gurley, which sounds kind of risky, but at the same time, I I don't want that unknown with Gurley or Dobbins. So I cashed in on Mixon. I still got, you know, I don't have Terry McLaurin on the bench. I have him in the starting lineup. But I have Jamison Crowder and Will Fuller on the bench. And I also have Kareem Hunt as my third RB. So, way better feeling going into week four, you know, sitting two and one. Just I have that depth that can provide me with maybe those studs that doesn't put
3: me in quite of a pickle, okay? Okay. We're talking dynasty now. I'm getting all fucking fired up. Because now the reason I'm making so many trades is teams are deciding whether they can win or not. I just took advantage of one. You can take advantage and just build a championship team off of one other team. If they give you two of their studs or one of their studs, it changes your whole outcome. And you have teams tanking that should not be tanking. You just got to look. That's what about hitting the phones is about. You find the right teams. Teams are deciding if they're contenders or not. You find one that isn't, and then you can switch those young pieces into productive pieces and go win. Or I vice versa, thing... if, if your team sucks, then do the opposite. It's it's not hard. You pick away. Don't go in the middle. Don't do yeah. it.
0: One thing I want to end with with that trade segment, none of this would have been possible if I didn't deal Dobbins and uh, Michael Gallup who Michael Gallup I got for Jarvis Landry last week. I saw the writing on the wall with Landry. I tra- So I traded Gallup and Dobbins for Stefan Diggs and Gurley. So all this, you know, helped me broaden that both positions for a future deal, which
3: was nice. Dude, Diggs is a surprise. Diggs, baby. I yeah, can't buy Diggs, it.
1: Digs could have easily been included in our surprise. Uh um, yeah. oh, for, sure. for sure. So um but yeah, no, no, I love that. Uh, I love all those polls, Maddie. Uh just adding to depth and and making sure you've got pieces in the right place. Um for that little bit of quid pro quo. Uh Frenchie, Mr. Lemoulier, uh, what do you got for quid pro quo uh for your season so far?
2: Yeah, um haven't been that successful so far. I've kind of been a snake bit in uh, my – I'm not in that many redrafts <laughs> this year. But uh, turns out no one is uh, offering trades for Saquon Barkley or Mark Ingram at the moment. Uh, <laughs> so – and the rest, the rest of my players, uh, you know, either um, the price is a little too high or I'm just simply not willing to move. Guys like uh, Terry McLaurin, we talked about him earlier, uh, Deontay Johnson – uh, A-Rob, who I believe was on the rise, uh, give myself a little pat on the back, by the way, for all the ranks I got wrong, putting Mitch Trubisky as our 99th quarterback. I uh, <laughs> felt pretty good about that one. Um, so, you know, it, it's just things like that. I, I really haven't made any trades in redraft. I uh, don't want to spend too much time on it, but, you know, when we're talking uh, dynasty, uh, I really just look to move um you know, in a in a one QB league, I I gave up uh, Cam Newton for a couple of thirds, uh, uh, just because I already had you know Lamar Jackson and they were some early early thirds in a shallow league. Um, feels like it'll be fine, you know. Honestly, I you know there's guys like Gabriel Davis and Darnell Mooney and stuff on the waiver wire. It's not like I can't um, turn some action out of uh, that empty roster spot. I was able to pick up you know Logan Thomas, uh, Miles Gaskins. I flip um miles Gaskin and Shepard in another league uh Sterling Shepard for Deontay Johnson so I felt like that was a pretty big win but then uh you know of course Miles Gaskin is doing pretty good right now so I don't know that might I might have uh shot the bullet a little too early on that one but um that's just a couple of them that I've uh pulled off I did another one um I kind of got a um uh, a whiff, uh, if you would say, on Twitter about a potential soft tissue injury in camp for um, Chris Godwin. I uh, already owned very few shares just because, you know, most people kind of were holding him no matter what. Um, and so I had a, a superflex league where I was able to trade uh, uh, Chris Godwin and I think it was uh, uh, Jacoby Brissett or something. Um, and picked up uh, uh, Gardner Minshew and a first round draft pick, Brian uh, Hill and Todd Gurley. So I uh, felt like that was pretty fantastic of a flip. And then sure enough, the soft tissue injury appears to be correct. He's been battling um, hamstring and a knee and an ankle. And uh, I'm not saying he's going to be trash, but uh, I'll take the equity this year and see what I can flip while he's in on the men for the rest of the season.
1: So yeah, um, you know, and and that Gardner Minshew love, man, you know, you gotta, you gotta relate into that. And anytime you can pull a first uh, for a team that, you know, Madman, I want to go right back to what you just said. Just do not be in the middle in dynasty. It is the worst place to be. You're either rebuilding, reloading, or you're going for the chip. So commit, so commit to one of them and get it on, um, you know, I, I, I'm I going to hop in on this quid pro quo quickly because – Real quick.
2: Go ahead. I, I want I want you to have a shot, but I, I did want to say to, to Berkey's point, um, you know, about being 0-3, uh, I just caution, you know, judgment. Use your best judgment. And I'll give you an example. So, that Superflex team where I made that flip, I am loaded. I've got Sanders. I've got Aaron Jones, Allen Robinson, Kyler Murray, Mark Andrews. Uh, I mean, I could go through the rest of my uh, roster, uh, but I'm loaded. I truly am. My team is 0-3. I have faced the highest or second highest scorer three weeks in a row, and I sit as fourth highest scorer on the league uh, despite seeing uh, first most points against. And so you need to be the one that does that uh, to your team. You know, for all the advice we can give anybody, uh, at the end of the day, you know your league, you know your team. You need to be honest with yourself. If you are absolutely destroying points and you're just getting bit by bad luck, don't abandon ship. Hold fast hope and really look at your team. Do I have what it takes? You know, Miles Sanders missed a week for me and I'm still fourth in scoring points. Um, Sterling Shepard got injured and I think he's higher than his ranking. Alan Robinson had Mitch Trubisky for two and a half games. You know, these, these are the examples where not only is my team competing, but there's already built-in room for growth. I don't need to blow anything up, and so I just want to urge anyone that's made it this far on the podcast, do that analysis yourself of your own team. If you find your, yourself, you know, 11th or 12th in a 12-team league in scoring, and you're 3-0, and the opposite is true. You're not safe. You need to start looking now about making changes while you can. So, that would be my it's advice.
1: It's such, uh, such a good point that you make there, uh, Chris. Look in the mirror. Look at your team Look at your scoring. Look if you've been bitten by the snake and you've just gotten, you know, you've faced the highest scorer of the week and just come up short. Evaluate your team in that sense. Don't just look at your own three. But like Chris said, if you're own three and you're one of the, the lowest three scoring teams, you need to make moves. Um, and in Dynasty, that means start selling away your valuable pieces to uh, contenders and, and gaining those picks or gaining those young guys you really like. Um, so really take a true evaluation it's super super important um and and chris thank you for that because that's that's such a good uh point to make um and i want to uh close out the quid pro quo segment a little bit of my own boasting here uh because i uh have pulled out the king uh the king trades and i've gone with uh you know uh the old king of the reach or the madman but i'm gonna pull out the (laughs) uh the king has arrived because my trades uh in my big money uh very sharp vegas league with my buddies uh for a long time while i was living out there uh this league's been running for 15 years it's my uh biggest expense league full ppr it's a keeper league Uh, And I started off with a massive handicap this year. Uh, I sold out for the chip last year. I ended up not having a first round or a fourth round pick. Again, redraft keeper league. Uh, I just, I drafted my team with Michael Thomas, uh, DJ Moore, Tyler Boyd, Kareem Hunt, J.K. Dobbins, Matt Breida, and Bryce Love. Uh, Josh Allen in the 10th round, uh, Joe Burrow at the end, Blake Jarwin. Uh, And Anthony Miller. So absolutely disgusting. And I was able to add uh, Mike Davis on waivers uh, for 40%. Uh, I added Alshon in the same week for free. I added Jarek McKinnon off of waivers uh, previous to the season starting. Uh, I just I saw that he wasn't drafted. So I added him. Uh, And then I got Logan Thomas uh, week two to fill in for Jarwin. So uh, that was that was how my team was shaping out right in the beginning. Uh, But I went 0-2, I got myself Mike Davis, uh, and Jarek McKinnon did his thing against the Jets. Uh, So as of this week standing, I traded away Kareem Hunt, Mike Davis, and Alshon Jeffrey for Joe Mixon and marking.
3: Jesus Christ.
1: That right there was offered to me. That was brought to me, and I immediately texted you guys. You guys know I was talking to you last night when, when I got offered this. And I almost got greedy, and I almost tried to reach for a little bit more.
3: But Please, then, fuck
1: I mean, you, <laughs> you. <laughs> and, uh, and then, and then you guys, you you guys, you, you just made it so clear that you know Joe Mixon is going to do what he did last year. This this it, it's just I cannot wait to see the the optimum Joe Mixon performances from that from him and that team and that system. When Joe Burrow gets better, that offensive line's going to gel. And being the J.K. Dobbins owner, it's just comforting owning Mark Ingram, knowing that if, and if anything happens to either or just a change in system happens, I've got the running back for the Ravens. Um, and then also to top onto that, so <laughs> my team just got that uh, starting that little kick jump, and I'm, I'm pumped about the Mix and, and Ingram ad for literally $45, $40 in fab, free fab in Alshon, and a fifth-round pick in Kareem Hunt. I got Joe Mixon and Mark Ingram. Uh, But then again, I came back at it in the same team. I traded Tyler Boyd and Jarek McKinnon for Lamar Jackson and Lev Bell. Lev Bell to you guys, to our listeners, I know is going to sound like garbage, but as a Jets fan, I know the writing is on the wall. Adam Gase is getting fired by the time Le'Veon Bell comes back to this team. And when he does, whatever coach, interim coach, that takes over is going to realize what weapons he has and, what, and how to use them. And with an offensive line that has been – that has so much improved from last year, if we get a healthy on Bell, there is absolutely zero reason that that guy cannot finish as the RB 13 through 18. And that is just absolutely so valuable, um, tacking on to Lamar Jackson for me. So now I own Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen – Um, I, I'm going to offer one up you know, you guys, you guys have kind of put me on a little bit of tilt talking about Josh Allen ended up as the quarterback two possibly, and maybe selling Lamar Jackson instead, but I'm more of the narrative that Jackson, uh, will, will get back to himself a little bit more towards his median and Josh Allen will regress towards the rest of the median. So um, I I'm going to look to sell one of those two guys. Uh, if the offer is phenomenal for Jackson, then I will, but uh, I'm looking to sell Allen um, and bringing up this point of selling guys that you get on the waiver wires that you pick up that spike on their weeks. Like Mike Davis, just did. he's clearly a rental uh, guys like, um, Jarek McKinnon, I know Madman, you talk to me, you sold four shares of Jarek McKinnon in the past two weeks. Uh, you, you know, the, the iron is hot. So we sell them at their peak value. Use your waiver wires to your advantage to gain those stud guys that I will think solidify
3: your starting rosters. Everything that we're talking about here after that story, you just said too, I've been doing it since I've been playing. I've been playing 15 years. And my instincts told me from the beginning you get two types of fab spenders and when it comes to for most people they played the uh the waiver wire the the order you play the order like the worst team gets the next pick or your priority that's the word i'm looking for you play the priority if you're playing fab which is is most leagues now and if you're not you should be i hit the wire fucking hard in the beginning hard it starts to thin out in the next into two i look at the wire now there's still a few guys out there but it's nothing compared to what it was the first two weeks of guys like Gage, guys like Gage, guys like Golden Tate. I still think Golden Tate's going to have an, a decent role And a rainy day. You can keep throwing them in there. Get you five, six Love targets. Love Golden Remember? Tate. Uh, I'm just saying playing that wire hard in the beginning of the year is how I've always played, and I think it helps your team. Uh, just now, I, I did a redraft trade where I sold Gallup, McKinnon, and Corey Davis for DJ Moore because DJ Moore is struggling. In redraft, you get the, the more casual players. So yes. if you're in a casual league, you, you package up, oh, Corey Davis is doing okay. Oh, Michael Gallup just tore it up today. And yeah. then Jared McKinnon just went off. Sure, I'll trade a stud like DJ Moore for all those guys. If you hit that wire hard, man, it pays off. And, you, you know, Supercon is uh,
1: just like um, as Chris was saying earlier, evaluate your own team, but evaluate the league's teams. Evaluate your league's teams and look at their records. Look at their points scored. Look at where they're lacking. Um, you know, I, I've encountered a league where th- this guy wanted to get rid of Lamar Jackson because he had nothing else at running back. So Ooh. I was able to, to give away, or excuse me, yeah, he had nothing else at uh, wide receiver and running back because of injury. So I was able to give away Tyler Boyd and Jared McKinnon and get back Lamar. And I squeezed Lev Bell out of him. But just look at people's rosters. Look at your league's rosters and predict need and want especially right now because at o- at three week three guys who are own three you're hitting the panic button a little bit if you're unless you're talking about like what chris was saying where your team is just you, you gotten a little unlucky and you know you're right there you're scoring really high points but you're just getting unlucky some people don't recognize that and some people will absolutely panic and, and throw everything against the wall and, and just try and blow it up and rebuild. And there's, and I'm talking redraft here. 0-3 um, is a very – 0-4 is the scariest thing in the world. I, th- I believe it's only 16% chance that you make the playoffs if you start 0-4. So, attack these teams that are 0-3 and, and make them know it. Don't just send a trade offer. Narrate the story for them. Tell them what's going to happen at 0-4. Give them that percentage. 16% of teams that start 0-4 make the playoffs. Historically, in 12-man leagues, that's just a stat. That's how it goes. So, um, absolutely, make your trades quick. Make them early. Get your guys and lock up that starting lineup so you know you're making the playoffs because, as we know, anything can happen in the playoffs.
3: Um, nailed it. Go through every single team. Take the time to go through every single team. Go through every team. Break it down. Running backs, is, running backs, they are always in need. Sell them. Sell them. The, the ones that you don't think are going to last more than a few weeks, sell them. Exactly. Sell those pieces, man. Exactly. Every team has needs. I sold because I had three running backs. I sold D- Kenyon Drake for Kenny Galladay and Keenan Allen. I sold Kenyon Drake for Kenny Galladay and Keenan Allen, two wide receiver borderline ones. Fucking – in a PPR. And that's insane. You know, that's insane. And,
1: and on paper, that's going to look crazy. But what I tell all of my potential trade partners is that I'm not looking for a trade to make out like a bandit. I'm looking for a trade that's going to advance both of our teams. If you lay that out there, because exactly like you just said, Madman, you're going to trade one running back, perceived one running back one for two wide receivers, for a guy who doesn't need any more wide receivers on his bench to make difficult decisions on who to start that week. You're going to to take that pressure off of him. He has no By running taking back. Taking away those options and giving him a running back that he so desperately needs.
3: Yep. Diagnose that team. Put those shoes it. on. You got to put those shoes on and dance in those shoes. Dance put in on the all streets. Um, them all on. Get them, like you said, too, message them. Get them on the horn. Message people. It's hard when they don't. Just send good offers then, I guess. Yeah, and, right. and, that's,
1: and that comes with the, with the complications of, of knowing everyone in your league. But, you know, the biggest thing you can manipulate is – not even manipulate. The biggest thing you can point out is a team that's struggling and a team that will not make the playoffs in redraft leagues. And dynasty, because like we just talked about, there's no worse place to be than in the middle. So if you're not going to make the playoffs, you might as well be at the very
3: bottom. Um, so Wait, last thing. I swear to God. I swear to God. I swear to God. I just want to apologize. I want to apologize to all of you. We're talking about trading and I just can't stop talking about trading because it's literally <laughs> all I do. You get one all last one. That's it. One this, last whole, time. this whole time I was thinking about who I was gonna trade next. And <laughs> during this whole podcast, I got, already got a list of guys I'm gonna go shop. And that's why I, I apologize for stepping on your guys' toes and jumping in so much, but this is nah, truly dude. my passion. This is something I could talk about until I die on the die on the die the, 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 the guy the I'll be quiet now. Let's continue the show. It's okay. I'm actually a Russian ballerina. I have no toes.
4: I was a so it's all good. Get in here.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so again, seriously, Madman is the Madman for a reason, and Madman trades like a Madman. So uh, check out his individual pod um, at Dynasty Madman, and and really, it, I guarantee you that he's traded enough players that you've had a share or have a share of one of them. So you can see where he Absolutely. values them and what he's trading for. So go give him a checkout, give him a listen. Um, we're running out of time here. So we're going to uh, come up with some quick closing uh, goodbye kiss questions uh, for week four. I want to go just strictly week four coming up this week. Uh, you guys, I'm going to give you two guys. You give me who's the start over the other. Uh, so right off the bat, we're going to go right to Maddie, daddy, Maddie daddy, you going Rex Burkhead or Devonta Freeman week four. Let's go Devontae Freeman, Bob. Chris?
2: What what are my options? I'm sorry, I missed it.
1: Rex Burkhead or Devontae Freeman, week four.
2: Oh, gross. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Give me Rex. Uh... Madman?
3: Emphatically, Rex Burkhead. He's going to fucking score eight touchdowns again. (laughs) Burkhead. (laughs)
1: Uh, go ahead there, uh, DJ Burklish. Did, did we lose Eric? We lost Burke. All right, Burke's on mute. You so didn't. Gonna... I'm
4: sorry. I've been talking to you the whole time. It's annoying. I'm oh, going there we Freeman. Go. <laughs> I'm going to go Freeman.
1: All right, so uh, a little bit of a mix there. Uh, hop back in, Maddie Daddy, Kareem Hunt or Nick Chubb, week four.
3: Going Chubb every time. Who they playing? Who are they playing? You should know that. I don't fucking know. And uh, where's our host? Who are they playing? I don't um, own Browns.
1: I don't own Brown. Browns. The Browns are playing the Dallas Cowboys, and they
3: are – hunt. 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 Give me he the Hunt. He gave it to you. He teed you up. Hunt. Give me Hunt. I'll take um, – Chris.
2: Nah, man. Give me Chubb. Give me Chubb every day, all day. Uh, Hunt's good, but he's no Nick Chubb.
4: Berkey? Hunt, and it's not close because he's he's <laughs> games he's not game script dependent, and they're gonna put up points. It's it's Hunt. Give me Hunt. I love I love the non
1: game script dependent. Uh, it, it's just and, and oh man, I, I love it, and I love how it's so split, guys. We are split as a staff right here. That that's so fantastic on the same friggin' team. Uh, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. And Stefanski's doing what we thought Stefanski was gonna do. Um, quickly, sorry, moving on. Joe Mixon, James Conner, this week, week four.
3: Matty, Daddy. I'm going James Conner. Dude, give me the matchups. Give, Stay the matchups before we do it. Okay, James Conner
4: playing the Titans or Joe Mixon playing
3: the Jaguars? I mean,
2: Mixon, man.
3: Mm. Got to go against the Jags. Got to give me Mixon. This week. Uh, yes.
1: Maddie, Daddy. Is Conner healthy? Yes. Yeah, I'm going Conner. <laughs> Uh, and who else, Chris? You're the last one.
2: Well, you know, I I said you gotta go Jags, but goodness, I was thinking about it. I mean, that whole COVID deal. If the Titans don't practice this week, uh, God, I really hate Connor. He's he just breaks on you when you really need him. Um, and I'm just never gonna see eye to eye with you on this one, Berkey. But
4: no, you're not. No one is. It's fine. I could
2: it's I true. could lean I could lean Connor this week. It's it's not a strong conviction though. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, Bert is being our resident Connor. Just you—you you are the pillar for Connor, my friend. And uh, and
2: so
4: far, you have shut us up. So yeah, it's a weird pillar because it was more built around Benny Snell not being any good. But I do love James Connor, and well, hey, Sean hey. will attest to that because I've just talk, I, I talked to him probably for like thirty minutes for no reason. I traded Connor
3: twice. I traded you Connor should.
4: away. I traded trade him, him
3: away for Monty, and then I traded for him. I, I I'm in Chimney the kind for board. Monty, for Monty. Yeah, damn straight.
4: Chimney, crick, get out, get out. There's the door. Uh, but I'm taking Nixon <laughs> against the Jags.
3: All right, Nixon gets the Jags. Uh, next, Tariq, lightning. Terry Cones injured. Three Cones injured. I just want to say that. I just want to let you know that that's what happened. That like he's not he's not there anymore. He's gone. I got you. I got uh, you. All right, we got to close out. We got to close
1: out. Quick round. Quick round. Uh, so, uh, Tyler Lockett. Allen Robinson, Tyler Lockett is going against the Dolphins, and Allen Robinson is going against the Colts. Uh, Matty Daddy. Real quick, King, Tyler
0: or Tariq Cohen had not been there all year. I don't know if you've seen. This <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> story That's might be a blessing. <laughs> um, listen, between You got to go Lockett, man. Uh, I mean, I love what A-Rob did, but yep. you can't fuck with Russ Wilson right now. No. And to me, I'm sorting anybody and everybody for uh, the Seahawks. Give me Lockett.
1: Love it. Uh, Madman. Rocket it, Lockett. lock it, Lockett. It. It. Uh, Frenchie, how about
2: you? Uh, I was going to say pop it and lock it, but that's a little bit, you know.
1: <laughs> lock it, Lockett, it, pop it, Lockett. It. Awesome.
4: <laughs> Berkey, make us chalk, man. Is it, lock no, it Yeah, It is It is chalk. I can't believe I'm taking a two over a one, but with Chris Carson being out, even though it's Miami, they won't be able to run it. So, lock it. Lock it. That's awesome. Uh, so, rest of season
1: uh, for these last four. Rest of season. We've talked about this a little bit. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Matty Daddy.
0: Man, that's tough. I'm gonna stick with Lamar Jackson. I love oh, what Josh gosh. Allen's done, but let's go Lamar. Scratchy. Chris, well, took...
3: bad bad time. Nope,
1: Chris, not yet. Oh. Calm down.
2: I just made it uh, sound not at the Lamar pick, but uh, just that we even have to have this conversation. Uh, It's Lamar. It's Lamar for me, and it's not even close. And I don't really even care what the final numbers are. I think you just saw Lamar Jackson's worst game, uh, potentially of his career, but certainly this year. And I think the worst is still yet to come for Josh Allen. We've seen him fall in his face before. And uh, quite frankly, I don't hate people, but but I'm rooting for it. So
1: uh madman lamar jackson josh allen rest of the year
3: i'm i'm gonna take josh allen despite you chris that's my, that's my only reason i'm taking josh allen and that's final
4: that's <laughs> hilarious i think it's the first time i've i've heard chris 100 percent going on a take and i agree it's lamar
3: Awesome. It's definitely Josh Allen.
4: It's definitely not.
1: Um, <laughs> all right. After uh, after two down weeks, after two down weeks from these uh, from these big guys, who do you got the rest of the season? Mark Andrews or Darren the Wallace Waller? Uh, Chris, who do you oh. got?
2: God, man, how, I don't know how you can fade Waller. We knew what the, we knew what New England was gonna do. It's the thing they do against everybody. They shut down your best option. Well, that tells you everything you need to know about Darren Waller, right? He's the best option. Uh, I think better days are ahead. I think he's fantastic. Don't get me wrong, I love Mark Andrews. Uh, he, he will rise as well uh, with uh, with Lamar Jackson. But yeah, g- give me give me the Walrus.
1: Walrus for Frenchie uh, Madman. Who you got? Well, oh, that brings me so much pleasure, Chris. Oh my God, yeah, I, I figured it would. <laughs> <laughs> I went right to you, Madman, because
3: I knew. Oh God, I knew. God. Oh God, I, I knew. I got. I, I'm thinking sexual thoughts right now.
5: Oh my gosh.
3: crazy, <laughs> crazy thing? Oh, you know who I'm taking, baby. Who? Okay.
1: Who Walrus. Walrus. Darren Waller, one of the biggest loves for the Madman. Uh, Maddie, Daddy. Who you got? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Aerosmith.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Going, Darren Waller. Thanks, Brad.
1: Oh god, uh Berkey, who you got?
4: Yeah, it's it's been Waller the whole time. He was my tight end three in Dynasty, he still is There's no change All right, all
1: right. Um okay, so I, I wanna close with this one. Uh well no not close. I want to finish the rest of the season with this one. Uh rest of the season, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. Uh Maddie Daddy, lead us.
0: Well, that's tough, but I love Hunt. Uh, I want them both, man. I can't
1: pick, but
0: Chubb slightly. I like them both. That's like
1: Chubb with a slight Chubb ahead. ahead. Um, Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah.
3: baby. Dude, I feel like I'm not going to get any sleep tonight because all I keep thinking about is the guys I'm going to trade for. Like, (laughs) all these guys I'm just going to – because there's only so many players you can think about at a time, and it just gets to a point. And the worst feeling is when I'm sitting there on Sunday morning and there's a guy who just is going off, and I'm like – Fuck! Like, I, I forgot to buy him. I forgot to get him, because I knew there was a window. And there's only so many windows, and there's only so many guys. What was the question? Hunt or Chubb? It's yes. obviously Chubb! Chubb's the man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chris, who you got?
2: Yeah, man. Uh, well, I just want to take one moment and say, to, to Sean's point, uh, you know, I always try and remind myself, and, and take a moment to remind others, there are only 12 top 12 running backs and only 12 top 12 wide receivers, et cetera. So we obviously can't own them all, right? And even if we did on any given week, we'd probably start the wrong guy more often than not. So we just want to try and get the best guys we can. I don't think you can go wrong with this one, but since we have to choose, I believe the better pure runner is still Nick Chubb and his hands have not been given the chance that they deserve (laughs) Squeaky <laughs> um, will, will get the grease. He's, they've got too much invested in him. Money is not the same as draft capital. Uh, he will he will win out as the season grinds on, unless uh, injury derails that.
4: Perky, what do you got to say about that? Man, this is crazy because, okay, I think Hunt is better. I think he's better in the past. I think he's better at protection. I think he's a better runner. I think he's better. I think he's a better football player. He got a contract. I think that they use that contract as leverage to trade because now he's not getting traded away for assets. And then you have to sign him. He's cheap. And I'm taking Chubb because I think Stefanski is going to feed him. And like Chris said, his hands are good. It's kind of like mixing. It's a little infuriating that you keep taking him off the field. Uh, But I'm I'm going Chubb. I think he turns out better than Hunt this year.
1: I love it um that's that's great takes and and it's just so fascinating that that we're we're a little split here uh on the same team and and that's exactly what we believe for Stefanski to bring so uh the last call I want from all of you after uh our Monday night performance from Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs Super Bowl pick winner Chiefs or the field I'm starting you off Frenchy who you got
2: who, who else could it be? I mean, we're one stupid-ass D4 away from back-to-back Super Bowls already. Why would you doubt the Kansas City Chiefs at this point? They went on the road against, uh, dare I say, what everyone thought was the best team in the league. And wh- how'd that go? Uh, it's just ridiculous. Uh, Patrick Mahomes got disrespected on the top 100 list in the offseason. They returned literally everybody that matters and upgraded the running back position. Let's talk about Snead, the rookie corner, who's just picking them off left and right every week. It's, I mean, how, if, if a team's going to beat this team, they're going to beat them off of luck or injury. It's not going to happen off a of skill. Super Bowl, Chiefs, go ahead with your bad takes. <laughs> Madman,
3: what's your bad take? Chiefs on the field. Dude, I can't ever go against the Chiefs. We should, have, we should have changed the question. This question is dumb. I think this question is dumb because I think the Chiefs are so fucking good that it has to be the Chiefs. So we should have the question should be, who has the best chance of beating the Chiefs? I think we should reframe that. It would make it more interesting and more fun.
4: No, because that's way more difficult. This is, this is the best. So you're the Chiefs.
3: Obviously. we got two Chiefs. Two Chiefs. Up. Two Chiefs. Russ. Bert, Russ. Bert,
1: Bert, Bert, what do you got? I'll
4: take the field. I'll take the field. Good luck, Chris. Let's see you back-to-back. Thank I'll go. take the field.
1: Do, do, uh, Berkey, do you have anyone in mind? Like,
4: for always out one one possible. One? No, it's seven of them because it's going to take seven to break them down. It's going <laughs> to take, take one of That's them. One of, yeah. one of them's going to get lucky. One of them's going to have to have a bad injury. You've got a rookie running back. Kelsey isn't young. Tyreek's kind of fragile with his – with his hamstring. All of this is fake, though. The Chiefs are the clear favorite, but I will take the field in just about any bet because a lot can happen in the NFL season. So if anything happens to the Chiefs, I profit. I'm going field. I love it. Natty uh, Daddy, finish this up. Pow, 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 yo,
0: yo, yo. How about them Cowboys? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> man, uh, it's a joke. Uh, Seahawks look pretty good.
5: They do.
2: Don't yeah.
0: count them out. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard to bet against the Chiefs. But, yeah, Seahawks and the NFC, they look pretty fucking tough with Russ. But we'll yeah, see. Yeah. we got the okay, Bills, good. too. Don't count them out.
1: Well, you know, with, with Russell Wilson on pace for 67 touchdowns this season, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'd say they look
4: okay. They look okay, would but be, they're apparently be, not the favorite. <laughs> crazy be, shit. It's you crazy. know, and
1: we we as NFL fans and fantasy fans, even though the Super Bowl doesn't really have any uh, any uh, determination on our fantasy finishes, it, we just we would love to see that, and it, it's a very possible outcome for the Seahawks against the Chiefs. Uh, that would be a phenomenal game, and uh, that the you know Chiefs appeal to a great question because it just after that performance on Monday night, how wow, just wow. Yeah, can try. I give
4: one reason why the Seahawks can win? Chiefs defense yeah. isn't great, and Russell Wilson's the man. Okay, let's just get over the two offenses. When you look <laughs> at who's going to stop who, you got Adams as a safety. And you got Wagner as a linebacker. And if anybody's going to take Kelsey away, it's one of those two. And if you have both of them, you can neutralize the tight end, which is why they have it because of Kittle. So they're going to be acclimated to it. And if they can get in, they can take out Kelsey. You take out Kelsey, you take out the heartbeat. You put the offense on a bunch of randos and Tyree kills. You put the other safety over the top, and then you try and force the weight. You try and force the ball into Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's hands, and you just pop them as hard as you can. You sit on them. You go deep. You get cheap. And then you let Russell Wilson cook. And if he throws right. five, six touchdowns, here we go. Or, or. Or Pat Mahomes you suits up. Have you or Pat Mahomes suits game? up and it's over. I'm just no, saying if there's a team that, that can McCall take McCall away Hardman. their weapons. It'll McCall be McCormick. Oh, it'll be fucking
3: Jerry Watkins. Let's it'll be Demarcus see. Robinson. It doesn't matter. See, it that's my matter. point. Is if, <laughs> if the only team that
4: can take away the stars and force it into Hardman and Robinson and, <laughs> and Clyde's hands. Is the Seahawks right? No, and I don't trust no, the three of them anybody. to win a Super Bowl. I don't trust them to win a Super Bowl. Come on, man, Hardman. <laughs> hey, Kate, uh, you're the biggest it. Hardman I'm... hater ever.
3: Damn, oh, I am. I totally am. Are. But that doesn't matter. It doesn't oh. matter. That doesn't yeah. mean no. I'm, you just, can take I'm away just everybody at the market If anybody's
4: the gonna beat them, I'll take the field though for sure. But I love the Seahawks, Matt. As that's, that's great because they hey, take away boy, the tight end and they take away the top.
0: Hold up. Are y'all talking McCall McCall Hartman yeah
4: he
5: is
1: murky king my boy
0: oh
1: <laughs> awesome uh, I love the takes guys uh fantastic uh hit them with the socials go ahead Chris why don't you t- start them off
2: yeah you can find me at this time around on Twitter uh mostly retweet <laughs> things I find interesting but yeah like let's have a discussion Call me out where, uh, where I'm wrong. I mean, the end of, the end of the day, I just want to get better, and uh, I'm not going to keep. I'm not going to stop just because I made one bad take. You know.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, because if, if you make uh, only one bad take a year, someone will find you on Twitter and call you out for it. Of course. Come on, uh, so it's it's a very unforgiving position in the social media <laughs> world of, of uh, fantasy football on Twitter. Uh, Maddie, Daddy, uh, hit him with the socials. Uh, real quick before we get started, Brian. Or get, uh, Welcome to the
0: team, Brian Craighead, the Hammer. He's uh, joining us from the Twitter world, Nashville, Tennessee. Vandy grad, going to be writing articles for for us, giving us a little insight. Welcome to the team, Brian. We're glad to have you. Uh, you can find you can find Matty Daddy at Matty Daddy twenty six
1: fifty two. Thank you, guys. Love the team, love the crew. Let's get it. Madman, we know that you will, uh, you will find those who need to be found, but send us, send us out. Send, send yourself yep. Let out.
3: Me tell you. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you. This is a perfect time to tell you. I haven't told you why I'm not on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. I'm there. And sometimes I make fun of the pod fodder, but that's about it. <laughs> Actually, no, I think I only did that one time. But I am much more about cold, hard cash than I am about hot takes. How take, takes are fun. Takes are fun. Yeah, yeah. Let's have takes. But I'm about building teams. That's what I'm about. I'm about podcasts to help me learn how to build. I'm not about guys sitting there telling me who's hot, who's not. I'll figure out that my goddamn self. And I don't want. I don't. I don't want to sit there and argue with you about who's good, who's not. I want to trade. I want to fucking get down to business. That's why I'm not on Twitter. You can suck my goddamn cock. All right. Love you guys. It's been fun. <laughs> I wish we could talk all night. It's been a blast. Until oh, wow. next time. Well, delicious. what are your socials?
4: <laughs> that seems a little personal, man. Uh, you should take me to dinner before you're trying to get my social security number. Is this about <laughs> my extended warranty on my car from 98? Is that what this is? That's super amazing. Is, that is, is this about the extended warranty? That warranty is legit as hell. If in 2020, in the COVID year, it's coming What's to Was it for, for a million uh, miles or if it breaks
1: down, whichever happens God. first?
4: Yeah, sure. That's what they tell me. Some dude in uh, Istanbul is going to send me a million dollars if I just give my slows. I'm Eric Burkholder6 on Twitter. Uh, Hit me up, start sits, trades, whatever. Regular bullshit's always good. And don't forget about that website because that's where you can find us all so you don't have to write it down. I'm a pen and paper guy, but if you don't want to sit here and write down what we say, go look at the website. You'll find all the links
1: yeah absolutely so fantasy uh our fantasy affairians thank you guys so much for listening that website is www.ffaffair.com. uh working really hard want to shout out to all of our staff members at fantasy affair uh just grinding when we can and getting stuff happening and again a huge welcome and thank you to Brian for joining the squad uh you know hit us up on twitter uh we found Brian on twitter Brian found us on twitter and and presented some articles and and, and you know we just We love people with a knack for the game um, that are family oriented uh, as, as this league and this company um, has come to be, Uh, you know, we love our, our, our our significant other leagues, our spousal leagues and and our family fantasy football. Uh, So once again, guys, uh, I'm Brian. It's been a pleasure being your host uh, fantasy affair uh, football podcast out for now. We will see you guys next week. Cheers boys.
5: Cheers
1: Peace.